there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most... State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumucósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. This is He Said, Ella Dijo with Eric Winter and Rosalind Sanchez. Hey, everybody. Happy New Year again. This is the first episode that we're going to have a guest star on He Said, Ella Dijo. And you know what, guys? We're doing something a little different. We are um, introducing you guys to an incredible athlete, Trenton Merrill. Um, maybe you don't know who he is, but you're going to find out very soon. This episode is so inspirational. We wanted to do this for a reason. I think it's important for kids and for everybody, for everybody to once in a while, just stop and listen to a story of accomplishment and, and mindfulness and how you can do it all. If you set your mind to do so, talk about Trenton a little well, bit. I'm super excited because I'm a big sports junkie and sports were my life. So a guy like this isn't just any athlete. This is a Paralympian. Paralympian. In 2020, he competed in Tokyo and took the bronze. 2015 World Champions uh, Championship silver medalist in the 4x100, 2016 Paralympics, fourth place American record long jump, 2018 American record long jump again, 2019 Pan American Games gold medalist long jump, 2021 American record long jump. This is no joke. You know, he took third place in the long jump at the 2020 Paralympics. This is the real deal. He's and you know made why? it to the top it's, in sports. And you know why, guys? Because he, at 14 years old, he had a life-changing experience. We're going to let him talk about Yes, that. he had an accident. And that's why his story is so important. Because he is an Olympian, but a very, very special Olympian because of what happened to him. Hey. Trenton, thank you so much for coming on our podcast, man. This is... Uh, it's an amazing way to kick off the year, um, having you on our episode because your your journey and your story to me is 
I mean, incredibly inspiring. I've, I've been an athlete my whole life and to hear about someone like you breaking you know, all boundaries and, and pushing all barriers and just accomplishing what you've accomplished. It's, it's so cool. Yes. Thank you, Eric. Let me ask, I want to, I want to go from, from the beginning, right? And I'm assuming Trenton, because that you're perfectly comfortable talking specifically about exactly what happened, why it happened, how you felt about it, right? You're cool talking about all that. Absolutely. Rosalind. Okay. Beautiful. So you grew up where? In Orange County, California. Oh, so you're from like... Where in Orange County? Okay. In San Juan Capistrano. Cool. That's where my my grandparents... That's where my grandparents... Oh my goodness, yeah. Yeah. Eric is from La Puente. I'm from La Puente. I grew up uh, in City of Industry. Um, If if you're familiar with any of that, it's a bit further up north, but um, not not, not that much further, but hours or whatever it is. Um, But yeah, no, familiar with the area as well. Oh my goodness. So, and then your whole life, how old are you now, Trenton? If you don't mind asking, thirty-one. You are your baby. Your baby. Okay. Thirty-one. <laughs> thirty-one years old. So since you were a child, you always knew I'm good at sports. I want to be an athlete. Yep, that's correct. What what kind of like discipline you wanted to do? Well, when I was a kid, I was I was playing every sport. I didn't know what I wanted to focus on, but I naturally was gravitating towards soccer and motocross. Those are my two favorites growing up. But I still was playing other sports and in other seasons like baseball, hockey, you know, swimming, basketball. I tried it all. And, and then, uh, you know, in, in high school, went into wrestling and, and volleyball as well. But ended up uh, focusing on track and field later. Okay. okay. And I mean, for, we, we haven't even talked about what you've accomplished that you're no, a parent. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll be that as a surprise okay. as we go through. Yes. You're an athlete for our listeners right now. Yes. <laughs> and okay. so you, so motocross was your dream, one of your dreams. You had a couple fo- sports you were focusing on. And then uh, a sudden day, as we're all dealt crazy things in life, your, your life changed dramatically when you were, was it 14? 14. Yeah, I was 14 years old. And tell us about that story. What, what happened when you were 14? So my best friend and I, we had, a little backstory, we had built like a little motocross track in his front yard where we would ride our smaller dirt bikes. We call them pit bikes. And we had ridden his bike, both of us on the same one, to my parents' place to go fix mine. And we ended up forgetting a tool for our for my clutch springs. We we're gonna replace my clutch springs and like it's all good. We'll go back on the same bike and then we'll just take turns. And so we're heading back to his parents' place in Samuel Capistrano. We're going down Samuel Creek Road and we get to his street, so Christina. And we looked both ways before crossing. And at the time, Paseo Cristina was the only street that didn't have a stop sign for the crosswalk. And so we looked both ways. We didn't see any cars coming. And right as we started crossing, um, right as we passed the center median, a car hit us and just T-boned us, crushed my foot in between the transmission of the dirt bike and the front bumper of the car. My best friend, Scott, he hit his face on the windshield, punctured his lungs, broke his back and chipped his pelvis. And then... I just, I remember waking up on the side of the road thinking that I just had this crazy dream. And so for me, yeah, it's, it's kind of like, you know, in the movies when you get that white noise and then it becomes reality. Uh That's, that's what it felt like. So I hear this white noise. I wake up and I'm like, oh, I just had the crazy dream. And I look over to tell my friend Scott and he's screaming Uh his, his face is all bloody. Let's come out of his mouth. And I was like, oh, dude, that, that was not a dream. This is real. And so I was like, oh man, this is crazy. So I'm like laying on the gravel about like 30 meters away from where we were crossing. And I looked down and I see that my, my shoe was gone, but my, my foot was still there. It was just crushed and it was really swollen. Still had the sock. I was like, okay, 
I broke my foot. But you're not screaming. You're not. You're in more of a shock state of mind. You're totally opposite of your friend who's in complete pain, screaming, and yeah. you and you're yeah. calm in a sense. Yeah, it was crazy. Wow. I I just felt numb in my foot, and for me, I was thinking in my head, I was like, "Wow, this is my first broken bone." I was like, "Okay." So immediately, I was just picturing like a a cast, mm-hmm. you know. So kind of brushed it off and grabbed my phone out of my pocket and called my dad. Because immediately, you know, as a kid, you're like, all right, I got to tell my parents, like, yeah. I need help. So I called my dad and I was like, hey, dad, I got hit by a car. You need to come to Scott's house. And he he didn't know what to believe. He was like, are, are you serious? He thought I was kidding. And I was like, no, dad, you need to come to Scott's house. I got hit by a car. So he's like, okay, I'm coming right now. I was like passing in and out of consciousness. A neighbor came over and I knew her. And so I gave her my phone and she knew all my friends. So I started telling her to like call my friends and Slowly but surely, my friends started coming one by one. Um, yeah, someone's called na- someone, yeah, I was like, someone's already called 911 at this point. The driver's probably freaking out. Yeah, yeah. So when I, yeah, I was, I was laying there too. I remember looking over and I, I saw the young lady. She was only 16 years old. So you can imagine she was the like, one that hit traumatized. you. The one that hit you? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my. So she was talking to a cop. So she must have been the person that, that called 911. Um, if, if not her, it was the neighbors for sure. Wow. And so your parents show up, they see you, you're, you're still in this very odd state of mind, right? Because you're in, your body should be telling you you're in excruciating pain, yet you're, you're figuring it out. Your buddy is now probably, you guys are all getting in the ambulance. You're going about to go to the hospital. And, um, at what point do you learn that your, your foot is not savable? So I didn't, I didn't realize that it was going to become amputated until maybe a month to a month and a half into the hospital. For me, it was, it was one of those things that I had this, um, maybe this confidence or this, this state of mind of peace that I just felt like God's got me. That's just, I remember feeling that when I was in the hospital, like, I don't know um, what the extent is, but I kept seeing myself in a cast walking out and I thought I was just going to have a green cast, have all my, all my high school friends sign it, you know, when <laughs> I went back to school. Yeah. But uh, one day, the doctor came in. He said, Hey, I need to perform a test on you, Trenton. And I said, okay. And he said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this pencil here and I'm going to draw a line from the bottom of your foot from your heel to your toe. And I want you to tell me if you can feel it. I was like, all right, but he did it. And I was like, no, nah, I don't feel anything. And, and then he's like, Trenton, I, I use a scalpel. So for our listeners, anybody doesn't know what a scalpel is. Essentially it's like a knife. And I got mad. I was pissed immediately. I was like, dude, you lied to me, this and that. And then he looks at my mom. He's like, Hey, Denise, can I, can I take you outside to talk to you? And so he took my mom outside and now I'm, now I'm alone in my thoughts. And I looked through the window of the, the small little hospital door and I just see my mom bawling, oh, just crying. No. So you had a feeling immediately. This is just not good. This is a yeah, month, a so, month at the hospital and you have no feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's when I found out. And I remember like, I just started crying cause I was like, Oh no, like my dreams of, of being a professional athlete, like gone. Oh. I don't know what my future holds. And so then, all of a sudden you get all these insecurities in your head, you know? And what was the actual extent of the injury? Was it, was the reason it didn't recover was the, were the nerves just all severed and, and that's essentially what happened that you couldn't get feeling back to the area. Blood wasn't coming back to the area. Or what was the, I mean, I know it was yeah, crushed, exactly. but what was the uh, medical sort of extent? So I wasn't getting any more blood or circulation to my toes. So you can imagine um, eventually over time, like I, I was not able to move my toes anymore. And they just started turning black. Wow. So it was just like dead tissue, probably. Gangrene, right? Yeah. It was like, it was... Yep, exactly. 
I wonder, so the doctor's like, we got to amputate Why can't they stop that? Because if you're, there for, if you're there for a month and a half and they know that that could be, that could be the end result, I wonder why can't they just stop that from because actually the body, happening? They're not getting blood down there. It sounds like the vessel, I'm assuming, right? The vessels are crushed. The nerves are damaged. It's blood can't, they can't just probably repair everything. It's too, too damaged. Right. So at the time we had the UCLA med staff working on my foot and we had what's called a wound vac. And, and essentially it's a vacuum sealed uh, like sponge on your open wound and then pulling blood through and circulating it, cleaning it and trying to bring it back through to your so foot. So they did try and it didn't work. Yeah. And it was excruciating pain. Every time they had to pull it off, it felt like they're, they're peeling a layer of skin off. Oh. It was the worst pain I've ever felt in my life. Oh wow. my goodness. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey, everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and we're reflecting on what matters most. I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tuda Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tuda shows wherever you get your podcasts. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos, Estamos en riesgo, riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Okay, so now you so now you know your family knows you have to accept the fact that your life is going to change completely. Um they do what they have to do. And they amputate just the foot or up to the knee. To the knee, right? No, yeah, so it's below the knee. So at the time their thought process was you want at least like eight inches below the knee so that you could fit whatever type of prosthetic or prosthetic equipment yeah. below the socket. Um, and if I had gone back, what I would have told them is, you no, know, leave as long of a lever as you can, because for sports, if you think about it, 
that's your fulcrum and utilizing your hamstrings and your glutes, a longer lever would be more advantageous for like what I do now, sprinting and long jumping. But that was the procedure that uh, the doctors recommended. And you know, it was one of those, like, I didn't know any, anything at the time yeah. and trust their judgment, but it's pretty common to have like about uh, mid shin down. Mid shin down. So now you're and you, and you're 14, we said, right? So you're 14. Yeah. You're going through high school now. Um, I, I'm hoping you had a, a ton of supportive friends and people around you, obviously at school. I know that can, you know, some of its own challenges, right? I mean, you're, you're now a, a kid who's got no leg. You, I don't know if you have a prosthetic at this point at school, but you have to sort of figure out how you pick yourself back up and, and get back into sports right he away. He was fine. He was fine because he was Trenton and he was an athlete already and he's a stud. He's a good looking kid. He was, everybody was even more supportive after that. Is that, is that was, was that how it was? Now they loved I you wish, even more. Or was there adversity? I wish. There was adversity, right? Oh, for sure. I'll oh. tell you what. So like immediately when I was in the hospital, um, I was asking the doctor, I was like, Hey, what sports can I do? Like, can I still play sports? And he, he was looked at me. He's like, I'm not sure what you can do. I was like, well, shoot, that, that doesn't make me feel any better. But about a week or so later, a Marine came in and he brought a, a nice looking young lady with him as well. And I asked him the same question and, and I asked him a few more cause I had some time to think about some more questions. And he was like, Trent, you can play all the sports that you played before. Mm. He's like, I re-enlisted as a Marine. He's like, I run every morning with my platoon. And he's like, you can still ride motorcycles. And then I was like, well, what about girls? Like, do you still date and stuff? And he's like, I brought my girlfriend here today. And when I looked at her, I thought it was just like a good looking sister. I didn't think that it was his girlfriend. So for me, I was like, let's go. Okay. So he, so he, had, yeah, he had lost his leg. I'm assuming like you, but he lost it out in the military or is that, was that? No, no, he was motorcycle accident. Wow. So he was thing? Marine. Yeah. It was, oh, yeah. It was wow. very common. Um, yeah. I've, I've met a lot of people, um, like in Paralympics and stuff that, uh, have lost their foot or limb and on motorcycles, but most of them were street bikes. Wow. So yeah. you get this motivation. You've now, you know, picking yourself back up. You're getting your swagger back. You're finding your confidence. Did you again. have to go to therapy though? At some point, did you have to actually go to therapy and all that to accept? Oh and- yeah. Oh, I did not like going. So I didn't like seeing psychologists because for me, I didn't know these people and they're asking me all these questions. And I just, as a kid, like all I knew was sports and my friends and I just wanted to go play sports. That's all I wanted to do. I just want to get back into sports. That's that's all I want to do. And so for me, I had to go to physical therapy to to learn how to walk with a prosthetic and eventually jog with a prosthetic. But it didn't take long. It only took like maybe two weeks. And then I was like, mom, I don't want to go back. Just put me back in sports. And so for me, like that was a lot of, I think, uh, mental uh, maybe therapy, you know, like just competing again, just being a kid and, and doing normal things. That's great. Okay, so then now at this point in your in your journey, when did you start going to the so you were you started high school sports with a prosthetic, right? You did you started trans yeah. you started going into track, I'm assuming at this point in high school? No, I wish. Dude, so I had been really fast growing up, but at this point now I'm like, why why would I run? Like I have a prosthetic. There was a clear disadvantage in my mind and so I didn't even think about it. So I didn't even go out for track in high school. I didn't even learn about Paralympics until community college. Wow. So I went, I went back into racing motocross. Um, I tried soccer again and it wasn't the same. So I was like, it's all good. Like drop it. Like it's hot, go on to the next one. And mm-hmm. I went on to volleyball and I enjoyed that a lot. And then I went on to like 
doing some uh, other sports like uh, jujitsu and, and Muay Thai. And I started having a lot of fun with that. And I was like, okay, how do I get better at this? And I was like, well, wrestling. I was like, I've always been good at wrestling. Mm-hmm. So let me get into wrestling. And I loved it in high school. And uh, so, yeah, those are the sports I played in high school. Okay. And I mean, you can imagine the disadvantage because you're, you're playing against kids that have both their legs in wrestling and you're doing all these yeah. things. You're, you're, you're having to really dig deep to, f- I mean, all of that stuff probably amounted to the strength and confidence because so much of sports is, is mindset. Like we talk about this with our daughter all the time, the mental toughness of sport and working so hard at all those layers. Cause you could have somebody, I said this to my daughter today, you know, hard work will beat talent all day long if talent doesn't work. And I'm sure yes. you were one of those people oh, yeah. that was working nonstop. So maybe another person out there might have, you know, you know, has, has their, both their legs that they might have a little bit more of an edge, but your hard work and your mental mindset was so strong and so much tougher that you were probably pinning all kinds of people. And they're like, Holy shit, why am I losing? And your mindset was so tough given all the adversity you faced. Yeah, that's, that's kind of how it went for me. I was, I was so competitive and so passionate about sport and that was my identity growing up. And, uh, so it's very humbling now to to go back into sports with a prosthetic, but I was so determined to not be seen as like a you know pity or mm-hmm. or feel bad and at a disadvantage. So for me, right when I got back into sports, I just told myself I was like, you got to work harder than everyone else here. So mm-hmm. I would wake up earlier, and at the time, you guys probably remember P ninety X. Yep. Yes, we did P ninety X. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so my dad had bought it, and what's I was crazy is like, you were okay. in high school doing P90X, and we were married. old already doing P90X. <laughs> oh my god, you're so young! All right, so anyway, sorry, P90X in high school. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, yeah. Well, I would wake up before school uh, when it was still dark out because I had a zero period as well, and I'd do P90X, and then I would go about school, and then I'd have wrestling practice and gym, and then I'd go work out with my buddies after that. And for me, I just kept telling myself, like, dude, you got to work out twice what everybody else does yeah. because I'm at an immediate disadvantage. And I wanted, I was also joining wrestling my senior year. So I hadn't done it my freshman through junior. And so I was already at all these disadvantages, but for me, I just turned it into like motivation and drive and discipline. And you and I just worked super hard. And you were crushing people, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, I got my butt whooped too. Like yeah, there's, of course, yeah, there's ups and downs, there's ups and downs but you were crushing people. Yes. Hard dude, work. When I was in JV, I was, I was killing people in varsity. I was like, Oh, I'm getting a run for my yeah. money. Dude. <laughs> so, but it was, it was all fun. So now yeah. you graduate, you go to, you go to junior college. And at what point do you, I mean, Paralympics, this is no joke. You take it up a hundred notches. You're competing with, you know, some of the greatest athletes uh, in the world. Obviously you're, you're, you're in the Olympics. When, when did that shift? It, it just, you were at some point in, in, in uh, junior college and you said, okay, or somebody introduced you to, you know, the idea of signing up or how did that work? Yeah. The guy that was making my prosthetics at the time, he kept bugging me and he was like, Trent, I want you to go to this running clinic. And I was like, no, I already know how to run. And he was like, no, please, please go to this running clinic. And I kept saying no. Cause I was like, I don't, I didn't see anything like benefit for me. I thought it was like another one of those places where I thought it was a bunch of kids that didn't know how to run with prosthetics. And I, I just didn't want to be like, um, babied essentially. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted mm-hmm. that freedom and that, like, uh, um, I want to be treated as a, as a young man. And he kept bugging me though. And eventually he was like, please try and like, I'll give you a shirt. Like, please just go for me. And so finally I go to this running clinic that was put on by a nonprofit challenge athletes foundation. And then this prosthetic company who's now my sponsor, Oser prosthetics. And when I go there immediately, 
they put me in the group with people that are just learning how to like run and walk. And I was like, no, like, this yeah. is my fear. I was like, yeah. And so I told him, I was like, please, like, is there like an elite group? Like, can you put me in this? And um, this guy comes up to me and he introduces himself as coach Cruz, Joaquin Cruz, the head U.S. Paralympic coach. And he was also the Brazilian gold medalist in the Olympics for the 800 meters. And wow. so he, yeah, he came up, uh, introduced himself and told me about Paralympics and then gave me his card. And then he brought me over to the league group and I met two Paralympians. One was Oscar Vistorius from South Africa. And the other one was Brian Frazier on the U S team. And they both came up to me and they're like, Hey, have you ever thought about pursuing this as a career? And I was like, pursuing what? And they're like Paralympics. And I was like, what's Paralympics. And they're like, well, essentially you can travel around the world and compete for a living. And I was like, no way. sounds too good to be true. But you know, uh, that was my first introduction. And then like, Maybe a month or so later, I ended up calling that coach and then he invited me down to the Olympic Training Center. And and then I went down there and I was like, I remember hearing God tell me, like, I got great plans for you right when I set foot on there. And I, uh, I I got like goosebumps and I like I was like, dude, this is my Rocky moment. And so I put yeah. on headphones and I started like jogging around shadow boxing. I was like, dude, you got to do whatever it takes to make it to this level. And so then it was, you know, it was on. Wow. I love that. And then hard work just, I mean, probably worked harder than you ever have in your entire life at that moment. Right. I mean, you yeah, had, you, you had another level of competition. Oh dude. Yeah. I, I remember feeling, I was like, oh, dude, you know what? Like I'd never seen any other amputees before like compete. So for, in my mind, I was like kind of cocky. I was like, dude, I got this. Like, this is going to be easy. Yeah. This is going to be a breeze. And, and then when, it, when I went to my first nationals, I got my butt whooped, <laughs> man. And so I was like humbled again. And yeah. I was like, okay, fuel on the fire dude you got to work harder you got to work harder and so i just put in work man it took me six years to make my first national team really this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the centurion lounge is he connecting to complimentary wi-fi oh my look at that he is and you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And when reflecting on what matters most, I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. Stay Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tudor Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, Stay Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tudor shows wherever you get your podcasts. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos 
para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumucósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar 20 en español.com. I want my daughter to, to listen to this episode so she can understand what it takes to be great. I know. Um, she, our daughter plays tennis. She's only nine years old. She's a baby. But she's been playing tennis uh, since she's like three and a half, and she's competing now, and she's oh, doing wow. tournaments, and she's doing really well. So it's it's important. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's important But, for like her these to... life lessons that you've learned. It's like I yeah. feel it, it's so relatable and transferable to absolutely anybody in anything you're doing, really. But in sport, it's like to see someone go against because everybody's got you know their own sort of struggle, right? Their own thing that they go through yeah. to try to compete. And uh, a story like this can be, I, I think, so uplifting and inspirational for to so many people. For everybody, I have three questions for you. So you have accomplished all this. You're only 31 years old. I'm assuming you want to com continue competing. What is your goal when it comes to um, athletics? So my goal, and well, you're correct. Yes, I do want to continue to compete. Mm -hmm. I'm still super competitive. And my, uh, my thought process right now is I'd love to end my career in LA at 2028 at the Paralympic Games here. And okay. so I would love to see, have my family, my friends mm. be here present in my last games. And um, as long as I'm hungry and like hungry mentally mm -hmm. and physically healthy, then I want to continue to do that. And one of my goals is not only to be putting USA on, on top of the podium and to be battling for that gold medal, but to inspire as many people as possible while, while I have this platform and career. And I, for me, like, I had received hope when I was in the hospital because someone took the time to inspire me. And so I want to, I want to use my platform and career to help as many people as possible. That's great. Amazing. I have another so that's two more Olympics, right? You have two more. Yeah. The so next where, where's one. Where's the next one at? Where is, is where? it at? Paris 2024. Oh, that's oh, great. Have you been to be Paris beautiful. before? I haven't yet. Oh um, man, that's awesome. So you you're going to go to love Paris it. and then you come back to the States to finish You're going to love it. Okay. The other question is transition to to modeling modeling is just something that that somebody saw you said you know you're, you're a good looking man you should be doing this because you're an inspiration or did you wanted to model how did that come about so modeling was something that was always in the back of my mind i remember my dad telling me at a younger age he's like you got to get into modeling and i was like okay but you know i never uh knew how to go about it um i had known some women that got into modeling when I was younger, like in middle school and high school. And for me, it was very much just surrounded by women that I knew. And so I didn't see uh, how I could do it. And then when I had my prosthetic as well, I, it kind of was like something that just like got lost and mm -hmm. all the other stuff that I was pursuing. But this last year, I was like, yeah, I need a hustle. I need to make a side hustle and make some more money. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? Let me check out some modeling because I knew some athletes down at the center that had done it. And we're getting paid pretty well. And so I started applying to all these agencies and then um, I found a good agency and then it just took off. And I was like, hey, this is actually a lot of fun. Like I have to stay in shape anyways for athletics. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when we, or as an athlete, you kind of like when you watch film, we watch film all the time we study. So I, I feel like that kind of trained me 
or prepared me to pose as a model and be prepared for stuff. So it was something that kind of just fell in line and it's been working really well with my schedule and on the side of athletics. So I, I've really enjoyed it and I want to do that for a while as well. Are you going to transition into acting at some point? <laughs> Maybe, you know, when I, when I was in fourth grade, uh, a teacher had us like write down all our, all our goals on what we wanted right. to do. And um, one of them was acting and another one was athletics. There you go. So, yeah, who, who knows? I'm open to it for sure. Like I, I enjoy like movie quoting and improv with my friends and stuff. So I think that would be fun and I'm open to it for sure. I think Here's you're going to do it. The beauty of sport is that, you know, and I, I did not have the success in sports that you had, um, but I started in athletics. I actually went into modeling, totally different profession that I wanted to do uh, when I was in college, went into modeling and turned into acting. But the one thing I, I tell people a lot when I got into the entertainment business was sports helped me so much with facing the rejection that comes in this business. Um, because as you know, you get whooped in sports, you have to pick yourself back up, figure out what you did wrong and get better at it. Now with modeling, it doesn't really translate as much because you're just being judged on you. But with acting, there is a craft that you get to learn and study and work hard and work harder than everybody else at when you, when you can. So um, I think sports is going to totally help drive uh, your passion if you do decide to pursue uh, the acting you know, part of it. Modeling is just great. Just go travel all over the just world and, and the meet world, a bunch of some, girls and go have a great money. time. So that's my so that's that's my that's my third question. So dating, what's happening with that? Are you are, do you have a girlfriend? Are you single? What's happening? <laughs> so I just started dating. Um, for me, I had taken time away from dating because I wanted to focus on myself, like my career, and developing myself uh, mentally, physically, and financially. I had like all these goals and spiritually as well that I wanted to meet before I opened back the door up for dating. And so my, I told myself, I was like, okay, after Tokyo, I'll open the doors back up. So now I'm dating. Um, I am single, uh, but you know, I, I have been going on dates. Very nice. Perfect. Very it's nice. all lining up. It's, it's all, all lining up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, That's awesome, awesome, man. This has been an incredible, yeah. incredible conversation. Thank you for coming on the it. podcast. Thank you for inspiring and, and God bless you. And I hope you accomplish absolutely everything that you want in life because you deserve it. Thank you, Rosalind. Thank you, Eric. I, I had a great time. This was a very fun conversation. Thank That's you for having me. I want to come to the Olympics in 2028 when you're competing. We're going to be there, Trenton. We're going <laughs> to yeah, be there definitely. for sure. Front row. Yes. Front row, long jump. Please. Yes. Or no, it. for real. It will be a pleasure to see you yeah. shine. That'd be so fun. All righty. Bye-bye. wish you all the best. Thank you. Thank you. And take care. Thank bye-bye. you, too. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. I love him. Amazing. So, so... We need to show this to Sabella. No, no, because I'm going to have her listen to it. It's just she done, needs to, done deal. She needs to understand her blessings, you know, that, that she is very lucky. And, and how crazy, you know what? Like one thing is to be born. It's like, you know, when somebody is blind, you know, one thing is to be born blind and that's all you know. And a different thing is when you halfway through your life, you go through an accident or a tra- traumatic thing that you lose your sight. You know what I mean? And in this case, he was a regular, normal, thriving talented you know a sporty kid and to have to go through that and it changes your life forever and like how do you recoup mentally like god bless him we, that he you, was able to just continue and 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 do even better that he thought he was ever gonna to dig do. deep the way he way he talked about it. and then, you know it's interesting i, I wanted to mention this to him but in, you know it's, it's one of those things you can never predict but it's so difficult to become a professional athlete an olympian anything at that level right then imagine you're throwing this curveball in your life and now your goal 
is to become an Olympian at the most elite level of sport and to succeed and actually medal at an Olympics. So I wonder, you know, with someone like, like him or anybody, if you weren't dealt that card, would your athletic journey have been as dynamic or when God throws you something like that, the fact that you're able to accept it, overcome it and dig deeper than you ever have in your Mm -hmm. life. If that's what creates the champion as well, because there are ways of that happening or someone can dig deep and create the champion. But then obviously he did it through adversity, made him even tougher, stronger than probably a lot of people who have both legs and are trying to compete in any sport. Yeah. Incredible. Do you think everything happens for a reason? Do you think this was his, what was written? I I think clearly it was. I think clearly it was. I mean, you know, accidents happen, but mm, you know, it's one of those things, like you said, did it happen for a reason? God had a bigger, had a, had a plan for him. So he was taken care of. Amazing. What a beautiful episode to start the year full of inspiration and just a really interesting, uplifting story. So thank you, Trenton. Yep. Until next week. I love you. Love you too. Subscribe to He Said Ella Vijo on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi, everyone. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.